Oh, we are. Okay. Um, I feel like we should say hi together and say the name of the episode that we're doing together, or like the show that we're doing. Together. Okay. I think it would just sound better. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I'm like, well, like, what's like a little awkward? Yeah. I mean, this whole thing is just figuring out what sounds the yeah. least awkward mm-hmm. to the yeah, people yeah. we know oh, listening to it. Okay. And I guess this mm-hmm. would just be cold open then intro, which we use the same intro. So mm-hmm. I guess I'll just. I think we just need to say. Do it. Hi. Or no, do we do that after? Um, well, we'll we took two weeks off and now I've totally forgotten what our format is. <laughs> Talking about their favorite scenes on silver screen. They'll try to stay on theme. Who said that this podcast was spoiler free? It's time for single best scene. Hi. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I know. You're fine. You said to say it at the same time. Yeah, okay, okay, ready? Hi, Hi. <laughs> I'm Sophie and I'm Maddie and welcome to Single Best Scene. This week's episode, we've got a pitch for you. Woo! Get excited. Mm-hmm. So what are you pitching, Maddie? I am pitching the OC. So is that going to be picked up on these? <laughs> Jake is shaking a solid as if there's no other rooms in his house to do that. Yeah, like he's going to do something else on his little producer pad over there. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, just take it all off. Go get a bigger bowl and back to that salad. Okay, whatever. Um, neat way. So when I started to like work on my pitch for the OC, I was thinking about how in writing it, I really sounded like, you know, the people in like cult documentaries, like Wild Wild Country, where like they'll interview like six people in the cult and like three of them you can tell like for sure still or in the cult. Yes. They just have to like denounce it because they mm-hmm. tried to like mm-hmm. shoot it. They're like, like yeah, a, it was wrong. We agree. Yeah. <laughs> so what I'm about to sound, they're like, yeah, like we, we agreed with the, with the Bon Swan or whatever, like mm-hmm. wild, wild country. But when he asked me to murder someone and I said, okay, I realized I might be too invested in this organization. And mm-hmm. you're like, if he asked you today, you would do it. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like you can always tell there's a few yes. loose cannons in these cult videos or 100%. docuseries that like are interviewed to like prove they're not in the cult, but yeah. like they still believe. They're definitely still in it. That's how I feel about You're the OC still when the I talk okay. about it. Like I, <laughs> I get so excited. I like yell at people I don't know about mm-hmm. it. Like your friend had it in his living room and I like screamed yes. at him about it. So um, I'm obviously very passionate yeah. about the show. Mm-hmm. So if you don't, if you've somehow lived under a rock and you don't know what it's about, um, the OC centers around Ryan Atwood, a troubled but gifted young man from a broken home who was adopted by the wealthy and philanthropic Sandy and Kirsten Cohen with their son, Seth, a socially awkward yet quick-witted teen. They loved those in the early aughts. Mm-hmm. Ryan and Seth deal with life as an outsider in the high-class world of Newport Beach. Ryan and Seth spend, mu- I don't know why it repeats that. They spend much of their time navigating their relationships with the girl next door, Marissa Cooper, Seth's childhood crush, Summer Roberts, and fast-talking loner, Taylor Townsend. They deal with culture clashes between the idealistic Cohen family and the shallow, materialistic, and closed-minded community in which they reside, Orange County. So, a little facts about the OC. It premiered on August 5th, 2003, and stayed on for a total of four seasons, ending in February of 2007, um, with 92 episodes. It's considered a teen drama slash comedy. It was created by Josh Schwartz. Um, he was 26 and became the youngest person in network his- history to create a series and run its day-to-day production when he did the OC, which is Pretty impressive. Yeah, that's wild. To like come up with a plan, cast it, get the money. It was on Fox. Honestly, getting the money is the most impressive part. It wasn't on like um, the UPN or WB Mm -hmm. or like a quote unquote teen thing. It was on Fox. Yeah, it's pretty mainstream. Um, So it starred Peter Gallagher, Kelly Rowan, uh, Ben McKenzie, Misha Barton, Adam Brody, Chris Carmack, Tate Donovan, Melinda Clark, Rachel Billison, and Autumn Reeser. So most of these people have gone on to do 
other things or mm-hmm. had done other stuff when they joined the show. Um, <clears throat> sorry. And then, like, just, I thought this was interesting. The notable guest stars of who was on the show. Olivia Wilde, Chris Pratt, Max Greenfield, Willa Holland, Aaron Foster, and then pretty much all the Twilight cast. Um, <laughs> Nikki Reed, Cam, I can never say his last name. Jigna, I don't know how to say that. Um, and Jackson Rathbone. So it has a pretty stacked like team like you watch an episode and you're like oh there's oh, jeffrey dean morgan like there's yeah, always right, right, yeah. someone random popping up um i don't know if this is interesting to anybody other than me okay. but i put this in here so i just found it so interesting that josh schwartz created the show at 26 and yeah. so i was like what has he been doing sure since then so we ran the oc mm-hmm. then he started chuck in 2007 mm-hmm. then he started gossip girl in 2007 Ran those till 2012. Then he did Heart of Dixie from 2011 to 2015. Carrie and I, he wasn't always the co-creator or whatever. He was the executive producer on both, most Got of these. Heart of Dixie and the Carrie Diaries he did from 2011, 2013, then whatever. And then he did the Astronaut Wise Clubs, Dynasties, Runaways, Nancy Drew, Looking for Alaska last year on Hulu. And he's doing the upcoming uh, reboot of Gossip Girl in 2021. Right. He's busy. So he's like my, like when I talk about shows that I love, like mm-hmm. odds of Josh, of him, creating them mm-hmm. are like really high super high yeah so let's go into some critics what the oh okay you know like what do the critics say about the right, show the professionals yes not me like a cult follower mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> will obviously <laughs> follow them anywhere um so it didn't receive great reviews from critics honestly um yeah only four seasons after season one so season one they did it was great it was which is regarded as their best season um you hate to see it. I know. <laughs> and doing research for this, my confidence in the show is restored because so many people stop watching after season three because there's a big um, kind of cash shakeup. Mm-hmm. Those, those can be rocky. Uh huh. But I think that season four is actually extremely strong and oh. arguably their strongest season if you were to watch it now, not as invested in the week to weeks of the binge. And so, in a review of a later episode, one of a critic that I found stated that season four was a resurgent season and that every OC episode review would just turn in a list of things he liked. So it really did um, kind of get its footing again in season four only to then be canceled. Right. So it won a few awards, um, like Writers Guild Awards, which he won for best screenplay in episode of Grana, which again, he's 26. Um, so in the first episode, Luke, one of the main characters, says, welcome to the OC bitch. <laughs> which was placed 83rd by TV land in its hundred greatest TV quotes and catchphrases of all time. Amazing. <laughs> which like, I feel like anybody, even if you have never seen the OC, knows <laughs> the like, welcome to the OC bitch. Uh-huh. Um, it was of course nominated for teen choice awards. Uh, classic. Um, and it also was nominated for a prism award. Do you know what a prism award is? No. I didn't know either. So I did some research on it. Mm-hmm. It is the creative community for accurate portrayals of substance abuse, addiction, mental health, and entertainment programs. Wow. Which I didn't know existed. No. So they won that for a season two episode. Oh, that's cool. And yeah. That's very interesting. So those are their awards. I think they deserved Emmys, Golden Globes, <laughs> Oscar. It should, the show should have gotten an EGOT, but okay. it didn't. Uh, so you can only do what, so yeah, you know, know what you can only do is talk about the show 17 years after it premiered. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I'm doing. That's perfect. Using my platform to give the show <laughs> more of a platform. Mm. Um, okay, so pop culture references. It is the, it popularized the setting of Orange County and led to copycats like Laguna Beach, Bravo's documentary, The Real Housewives of Orange County, which is the first right. ever Real Housewives. Mm-hmm. And it is, um, it helped get Desperate Housewives on the air. Um, and yeah. So, is that set in California? Yes, it is. Set, well, no, no. I don't know. Wisteria Lane. I always assumed it was set in just like suburbia. I don't yeah. know where it's set. Yeah. Um, 
And then it has like a really dedicated fan community, as you can tell. Mm-hmm. Um, so DVD Verdict said, the OC has become one of those rare shows whose influence has begun to extend far beyond the television screen and has actually stayed, started to take an active role in shaping American teenage pop culture. Fans of the show, sometimes dubbed OC groupies, have been active in developing a large number of fan websites, forms dedicated to the program. And in 2004... UC Berkeley students created the Sandy Cohen Public Defender Fellowship in honor of Peter Gallagher's character. It has been awarded to students who plan to work as public defender and has been presented by Gallagher. So, like, That's it's, like, in hilarious. school. Uh-huh. So, this is where I think it probably lands the most in, like, pop culture zeitgeist, mm-hmm. zeitgeist for you is an, on April 14th, 2007, Saturday Night Live aired a digital short called Dear Sister that um, was a satirical of one episode of the OC. Uh, so like the Lonely okay. Island did it with the Imogen Heap song where it's like the people shooting each other over and over again. The um, what you said thing. Yeah, no, yeah. I know the song, but I'm trying to remember the, I don't remember uh, that short. And then also it went on to, into, between 2012, so I'll show you the short after we talk okay. and we can put it, you know, in the Instagram. But uh, between 2012 and 2013, the OC's catchphrase, what are you doing here? <laughs> Which it doesn't seem like a catchphrase, but it was on the show because Marcy Cooper was kind of an idiot. Yep. Was satirized, how do you say that word? Sat, satirized? No. Um, I, is that a word? Satirist? Sat, I don't, okay, I'm going to just re-say that sentence. It was, <clears throat> I mean, well, it's satirical, satirical I think. But, I'm just gonna say but in the sense. past tense of something becomes satirical. Yeah. It was I don't know. I would have to look at this and whatever. Keep going. Who cares? So I also just realized that this probably should have gone with the, whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, anyway, that was like most often said as the quote in the Californians. So like the sketch on SNL, the Californians were like, what are you the, doing? Yes. Now? Yes. That is making yes, fun of those. The Californians. I never quite get it. But So that's just some like stats about the show. Now I'll go into my personal relationship with the show. Okay. Tell which me. I feel like probably <clears throat> should switch. Yeah, whatever. We, we can fix it post. You can fix it in post. <laughs> um, so That's my relationship great. with the show is that I used to watch it on SoapNet. R.I.P. Wow, SoapNet. Yeah. And then now I just own it on DVD and like go back and rewatch it anytime I am having, you know, a moment. So it's not on Hulu or anything? It is on like HBO where Max. Can people, okay. people can watch it on HBO Max. Okay. So the pilot score is 10 out of 10. It is my All perfect right. pilot. Great. Why? Why is it my perfect pilot? I'm reading what I wrote. Basically, the show, it, like, is a perfect pilot because it, it literally sets up every relationship. Like, you see all of the, like, facade of people, and you also see um, the cracks and where um, certain characters, like, everyone is is their accurate portrayal mm-hmm. of the first episode. And, like, the second episode, which I think historically is kind of a weak episode for most shows, is my favorite episode, like, maybe of the entire oh. series. So, the season one is just truly, really strong, really and solid. it starts in the pilot because of the way they um mm-hmm. i also think because like he was a younger showrunner mm-hmm. the writing actually felt pretty true to Accurate, teens yeah. i mean it's hard when they have that much wealth but yeah. um that so just what's great about it mm-hmm. they have some of the like best tv show relationships like most people know about seth and summer even if they've like never seen the oc they like know <laughs> right. about rachel because they like dated in real life and and right. all that well, stuff it's like chuck and blair people yeah. know who they are even if you didn't watch the show 100 percent and I mean, same creators. They do do know how to write a a thing. Mm -hmm. And my personal favorite ship does not show up until season four. So that's why I really need more people to just appreciate season four. Get to season four. Okay. Um, The music really just like takes you back to like 2007. Like they had Death Cab for Cutie. Like you made fun of me for going to that Death Cab concert like two years ago. You were like, I was about to say, I was like, haven't we been to a Death Cab concert together? 
But you, recently, no. No, yeah. no, I went in like two thousand, like the end of 2018. Oh my God, that's amazing. Um, <laughs> I don't even know. They're yeah, so like boring. they had a new album come out and I remember texting me like the new Death Cab. You're like, who listens to Death Cab? And I was like, oh, me every day. <laughs> it's the show. And I'll put like a, I will, I have created like my perfect OC music <laughs> playlist that I'll share okay, with Okay, their everybody. playlists were really good. Yeah, that's my main OC relationship is just the music. I know, because you cause never you watched me. it, but... No, I would watch episodes with you, but... Yeah. Um, I don't remember... I don't never... I don't think I ever, like, on my own volition, want turn it on. I... Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I... I have forced you to watch a lot of TV Yeah, shows. no, I... But the music was really good, and I remember the play- some stuff. For some reason, the only image I have is, like, there's a driveway... Yeah, Marissa is on the driveway, and then I don't. That's know in the pilot. Else. That's like their. That's their meet <laughs> cute. It's like perfect. He walks down to smoke. She's waiting for her boyfriend, uh-huh. and she says, "Who are you?" Because uh-huh. that's like her neighbor, uh-huh. and he says, "Whoever you want me to be." Right. And you're like, "Well, shit, I'm invested." <laughs> and that's like at the ten minute mark of the pilot. Yep. <laughs> it's amazing. Also, two years ago now, or maybe three years ago, I did a Instagram like. Uh, rewatch of it right yeah so you probably saw a lot of clips on yeah, my stories because yeah. I live right. storied that one and <laughs> yeah. Gossip Girl so and yes. slowly Dawson's Creek if I ever can get through that damn show oh, God. and then the last thing that's just truly great about it is the way they treat holidays they invented Christmaca Amazing. I mean like I don't know if in the world they invented Christmaca sure but, but they coined it, the term and made it like pop culture yeah like I remember girls in high school celebrating Christmaca like it, mm-hmm. it kind of has taken on like its own life and I think some people celebrate it and don't even know that it came from like a 2007 yeah. Fox teen right, drama yeah, no, for sure. so if you love Gossip Girl mm-hmm. One Tree Hill or Chuck this is the show for you and then I at least watch until you get to episode one episode two titled Model Home is one of my all-time favorite episodes of the tv show so that is my quick little uh, pitch for why I just feel like it's um, a show that most people should have already seen but if you happen to have missed mm-hmm. out on the OC era and they're hour-long episodes hour yeah and there's four seasons four, four seasons, seasons four whole seasons oh the last season's not a whole season was it only 12 uh I think it's 18 oh random but the, the but the f- other seasons are like 25 oh, okay you know it. it's like a, yeah. <laughs> an early proper one. yeah but yeah that is my pitch for the OC Okay, well, can you hum the the scene? It's my ringtone. <laughs> oh my god, California, <laughs> California. Anyway, can't sing. we can't sing. Cool. Nope, we really can't sing this one. But we can try. Yes. Okay, we're gonna take a little break and come back with another little pitch Maddie's gonna do for a show by the same creator. This week's episode, I'm going to try to sell Sophie on Chuck. Yes. If we could, we would insert a song, the theme song there. So I'm just going to read you the the description and then I'll go into it. So the the series is about an average computer whiz next door named Chuck Bartowski, who receives an encoded email from an old college friend now working for the CIA. The message embeds the only remaining copy of the software program containing the United States' greatest spy secrets into Chuck's brain, leading the CIA and the NSA to assign him handlers and use him on top secret missions. So basically, Chuck opens this email on his birthday and is Mm -hmm. encoded with all of these secrets. And then we'll look at things and like flash and like know about some like dictator in another country or like know that someone's wow. here to do it. So it's a really like interesting super photographic memory type situation. Yes. But so like he'll flash and like they use him like he's a computer okay. that's just like out in the world. But it's played it. by Zachary Levi, 
who Chuck is Zachary Levi, who um, you might know from he was Shazam. And that mm-hmm. new superhero movie. He's also Benjamin in, in Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Maisel. So yeah. he's kind of a goofy, uh-huh. tall, tall, yeah. tall guy. Who essentially, and like where he works is like a Best Buy. <laughs> so he like works at the Best Buy and then at night he's a spy. But like his friends are all like. He's like a more losers. interesting Jeff Schwartz. Yes. Maybe that's why I love <laughs> Jeff Schwartz. So this is a show that I love mm-hmm. a lot. And my brother and sister both love individually. So I called them. Okay. And said, why should people watch this show? Convening of the line. So I thought people might find it. Because, like, I tend to oversell things. And I love a lot of things mm-hmm. with a passion. So, And they're not. They're more critical than me. Sure. So Annabelle said, it's lighthearted and funny. It's a feel-good show. Not sad like This Is Us or any other shows like that. But has great romance. Quirky Aww. and different. Zachary Levi is every girl's dream man. Aww. And then my brother... Jack, mm-hmm. I called him. He says it mixes comedy with action, genuinely funny, and there's good romance. It's his favorite show. Wow. Very different from other things he's seen. He enjoys the plot. It never got old because they were always changing stuff up. He would also like me to note that Yvonne Strahovski is hot. Okay. And it was his first celebrity crush. <laughs> <laughs> Which I can out. say, she is one of the most beautiful actresses Aww. I've ever seen. She's in, um, currently, The Handmaid's Tale. So, um, but she's psycho in that so let's get through just some some straightforward facts on it it premiered in september of 2007 it stayed on the air for a total of five seasons ending in january of 2012 with a total of 91 episodes which is shocking to me that it's it felt like it had more episodes like i loved it Mm -hmm. so much it's considered um an action comedy slash slash spy drama it was created by Josh Schwartz, my boy from the OC, Gossip Girl, Heart of right. Lexi. Yep. And Chris, um, I'm going to mess up his last name. I should have looked at it. Fet- Fetic, F-E-D-A-K. Sure. It stars Zachary Levi, Yvonne Strahovski, Joshua, Joshua Gomez, Sarah Lancaster, Adam Baldwin, and Ryan McPartland with notable guest stars Matthew Bomer, so from White Collar. He's the friend from college that sends the email. Rachel oh, okay. Billison, Tony Hale, Nicole Ritchie, Jordana Brewster, Chevy Chase, Scott Bakula, Brandon Ruth, Kristen Crook, Linda Hamilton, and Lauren Cohen. So critics um, liked this show. Okay. It re- re- received critical ac- acclaim. Rolling Stone magazine included it in the fall 2007 We Like to Watch list, saying the show wipes the floor with other fall debuts. It landed on USA Today's list of top picks for 2007, and they called Levi's performance incredibly winning, giving the comedy three out of four stars. And then, um, like every show that I apparently pitch, it kind of fell off in critical ratings, Mm -hmm. but the fans loved it so much that they started. So this was 2008. Yeah. When the second season premiered, and they started like their own campaign, and like one of the show sponsors, because this is back when like TV shows used to have just like the most obvious sponsors. Like, yeah, I think Gossip Girl did like a lot of product true placement. water, like vitamin water, yeah, like a vitamin water party. So it was like in that era of yeah. product placement, and theirs was Subway. I don't know why, but like <laughs> they bought so many Subway sandwiches, they like oh kept God. the show on the air for five years. Wow. And, like, there was always someone eating a Subway sandwich, which is, like, kind of annoying when you're watching it now. Uh-huh. But, like, then you kind of have to give it credit. Like, it kept it on the air. Yeah. So, one of the, um, one of the reviews I wrote, or I read, um, just I felt, like, kind of encapsulated why it stuck with me and why I loved it so much. Mm-hmm. So, the Chicago Tribune's Maureen Ryan wrote that the show pays attention to the mechanics of storytelling and doesn't just co- try to coast on the comedy. Given the level of attention paid to all of those other things, emotion, suspense, plotting, and character, Chuck ends up being one of the TV's greatest pleasures at the moment. So, I thought that was a, a pretty... Oh. Whatever. 
So um, there continues to be, in terms of just the legacy of the show, mm-hmm. campaigns to get it back in some form. Okay. Um, oh, like they want a Veronica Mars it. They want to do Veronica yeah. Mars it or whatever. So in March 2013, Zachary Levi um, said that he was open to doing a Czech film. So that was a year after it ended. And then um, in March 2017, he told Larry King that he was working on a film and that it was in steady process. And in March of 2020, wow. he told an Instagram live session that he's still interested in making the film happen. Wow. So he still loves the show. Yeah. As What I think is interesting about Chuck in particular compared to some of the other shows that were on it at this specific time in mm-hmm. television is the cast really still loves the show. Like mm. they were proud of what they were making and mm-hmm. it didn't necessarily make them household names in the same way that like a Gossip Girl or a One Tree Hill or a Bones did, but like they're they don't shy away from the level of um, like fandom that it mm-hmm. still has. Yeah. Um, and the cast recently did a table read to raise money for charity in response to the COVID nineteen pandemic. That oh yeah, I, I tuned in to surprising watch being as this cast of this, like this show is not a currently no, on no. show. A lot I mean, I guess Parks and Rec did that too. Parks and Rec did, they just did a table read, so it was like right. on Zoom, and they like yeah. read through one of the episodes. I saw it. Um, Happy Endings did one. So I think that mm. that's kind of a way yeah. for them to be like, fans love our show for, right. you know. They'll tune in. They'll tune in and we can raise platform. money. Yeah. So to go back a little bit, my relationship to the show, um, my brother was just really into the show whenever I was growing up and around mm-hmm. the house. Okay. And he's seven years younger than me. So I, at the time, was like, what a dumb show. Right. Why would I watch this? And like, he would watch it with my mom, which like, at the time, I was like, what a loser. And now I'm like, well, he was 10. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, like he watched. Like who else would he watch yeah, it with? Like, like, also, like my mom was is a very chill, like content. Like she never yeah. put parental controls on, but I'm sure she watched it with him in case she was like, yeah, okay, this is like going crazy, too far. Yeah. Um, and so then when I went off to college, I just binged the shit out of it so mm, much so okay. that. Um, I donated money to Zachary Levi's campaign, okay. which he does like for Operation Smile and oh, okay. was entered into win a raffle to go to San Diego to meet oh. him. And my mom was like, you're not going to Comic-Con. And I was like, you're <laughs> right. It's across the hall from Comic-Con. And she's like, because he does, he used to do a thing called Nerd HQ, which was like a panel uh-huh. um, the same weekend. And my mom was like, yeah, you're not fucking, you can't afford to go to San Diego. Like, I don't know what you're thinking. And then something Anna happened. Best, mom. I know I'll make it work, but something happened with their, um, their conflict. Zachary had a conflict. He got married. Um, he seems like a conflict. He got divorced once later, but so he got married and it like affected something. And so for whatever reason, he did a meet and greet for anybody who had bought, donated any money in Austin. And I was going to school in San Marcos. So I was able to meet him and I took my brother and I took my cousin and we all got to meet him and, and it was really sweet and fun. And he was wonderful in person. Like he was exactly how he is. And now he like lives on some sort of land in Austin. So he must've, is he single? He is single because he (gasps) got divorced. He saw it. I know. We're, um, maybe it's time to take a trip to Austin. Yeah. Just like go (laughs) hang out on his land. Just like, you know, our car is broken down. You know, that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, no, you know the thing that, like, always works with celebrities? Like, They hey. never see through it. No, 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 they never do. Just, like, bump into them. Hey, I bumped into my cousin in Austin randomly unplanned. So maybe next time it'll be Zachary Levi. I was walking on the trail at the beginning of the pandemic, um... And I was like, I wonder if celebrities are enjoying the, not like enjoying the pandemic, but like they're enjoying the distance that they're getting. Right. You can't just run up to a celebrity and be like, oh my God, I love you so much. Correct. And like, you can't the touch COVID. them. Like they, no. they actually have right. a reason to be mm-hmm. standoffish and they don't have to worry about being labeled like 
difficult right. or bitchy. It's like they're just respecting mm-hmm. social distancing. Mm-hmm. And as I was thinking that, I was walking on the trail and like fucking Deandra Simmons from The Real Housewives of Dallas oh walked by me and I was like, uh, <laughs> uh, hi. And I was like, I'm going to stay far away from you. But like I watched The Real Housewives of <laughs> Dallas. This is so weird. I was just thinking like, <laughs> like it, was so, it was literally the same day. And like I saw her husband first and I was like, that man is so hot. And then I was like, Wait a second. Wait, that man's hot because I, I know him. <laughs> and, like, I don't have feelings about the Real Housewives of Dallas. I don't – she's fine. But, like, Whatever. it was kind of cool that I was just, like, walking. And I was like, oh, I love Stephanie, one of the other <laughs> cast members. And she was like, walk on the other side. She lives down that way. Like, she won't she won't walk down this way. Here's a pen for her address. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But she was like, she won't ever come down this far. But I was like, also, it's just crazy to me that, like, I live that close to people who are I deemed mean, right? rich enough to be on a reality show. Oh, my gosh. Um, so my pilot score and thoughts, mm-hmm. I, I think it's like a nine out of 10. Like wow. I love the pilot it. So, um, in terms of like how I would describe it to other shows, it's similar in like the Gilmore girls universe where there's mm-hmm. like Rory goes to Chilton and has like her Hartford life. Mm-hmm. And then she has her stars hollow life. And like yeah. sometimes nine times out of 10, her stars hollow life is just not my favorite. I'm always like kind of annoyed by the, mm-hmm. the stuff. That's how Chuck is a little bit like his spy life is so interesting and right. keeps him back for more, mm-hmm. but the like buy more and those characters are a little bit annoying, but the pilot does such a great job of, um, truly like explaining, explaining both worlds and really kind of dumbing down what's happening mm-hmm. because the plot itself is a little bit like he's a, he's a walking computer. And now these, this guy and this girl are going to be his handler, but they don't work together. Like huh. it is a little bit of a, a mind fuck. And also like yeah. there's like a, a, an ongoing kind of thread of secrecy as to why he didn't graduate college because he is like, a, so su- he's too yeah. smart to work where he is, mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of like a running Thing. Not a yeah. gag, but it's like a running storyline throughout the yeah. show. Like, you could do more than fix other people's computers. You were at Stanford. You had one semester to graduate. Why did wow. you drop out? Yeah. Um. So that so the pilot just does a really good job of explaining the world mm-hmm. and kind of making you want to come back for more because uh, of the dynamic of the three people. Like, shouldn't work, but it does. Right. The CIA, NSA, and Chuck. Uh-huh. Also, it's just so funny to me that he's the prized possession. So, like, if he's, like, his job's always just to sit in the car. They're uh-huh. like, we're going to go in and do this thing. You sit in the car. And he, of course, never sits in the car. Right. But there's this, like, extra layer of, like, if anybody catches him, like, he is truly, Right, like, he's valuable. He's right? valuable. He's not yeah. just, like, won't die. He, like. Yeah. <laughs> it could be bad. Whatever. And, like, also no one in his life knows and, like, no one would believe him. Right, right, Even right. if they told him. Sounds so crazy. Um, okay. So, what's great about it? It's one of my favorite ships of all time. Okay. Um, you really root for him. Uh, the music is great. I'll do a playlist of my favorite songs from the series, but I think that's one of the things that Josh Schwartz just consistently nails. Right. We just talked about that with the OC and Gossip Girl. We do talk about it on Gossip Girl, which is dropping in the future. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, he's just so great at hiring people and music coordinators who can really like n- nail a scene and, and mm-hmm. make you think of it forever. Like, I can't listen to Creature Fear without thinking of. Um, Chuck like it's like in, yeah, like okay. I can watch the whole thing in my head a Bon Iver song uh-huh. um, and then just the genre I think is what's great about it it's um, the stakes are high but it's also the hum- like it, the stakes and the humor level, level out so it's not like right. with you were saying a money heist where it's like constant anxiety like they really don't the stakes are always really high but the way that the 
his life is balanced. You don't uh-huh. ever feel like we're playing nine nine. It's yes. like they're police officers and there's crimes happening, but like you're not stressed out watching it. Yeah, it's like Brooklyn Nine Nine if it were a drama. Got Except it. this is a dramedy. It's not like right, right, right. serious. But yes, exactly that. Okay. And it's it's not like an undercover spy show. You know what I mean? Like it's right. not your traditional version of an undercover uh-huh. spy show because he didn't it's not like Alias or any of those shows where he trained to be a spy. Right. He's having to truly learn how to be a spy uh-huh. once he's already got After the knowledge. The fact, yeah. So um, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay, so if you liked Whiskey Cavalier, Nikita, or Pushing Daisies, then you'll love this show. Um I would say at least watch until episode four. Mm-hmm. Just give it a little bit of time to really kind of commit to the universe mm. um, and and get to know the players. But I do think just finishing out the first season is you'll you know Key. what I mean. Like you'll Got it. you'll be. Is hooked. it like a twenty four episode? I was just gonna look that or up. twenty or twenty two or whatever. It Probably, some of the right? seasons are. I just can't remember if the because you know some of the times the first season is. Because it was 2007. They weren't doing 12-season shows, really. No, but they just might not have been given a full season if they yeah. didn't know how it was going to work. Did they also have a shortened second season because of the white writer's strike? Um, not that like I Gossip know. Gossip No, it, was, it had a shortened last season. Huh. The last season was short. So the last season had... So viewership 12, fell? 13 episodes, yeah. Um, also, it was... Like Sorry? Do you, like, agree that... View- like, do you think it got worse? The first season was 13 episodes. I thought it was oh, shorter. Okay. Um, the do pitch I- season. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would say watch till episode three or four. But, um, so, they did... I don't think it necessarily got worse. I don't think... When everybody was talking about... Because I finished it right after... and Like, I, I finished it right after the series had ended. So, whenever okay. I was doing research and stuff on it... Originally, I had just watched the show, and I was like, yes, I miss these characters. And it does kind of end on, like, a little bit of a cliffhanger, mm-hmm. um, but, like, a known cliffhanger. Like, not like a, sure. is he dead or alive? It's, like, a different type of cliffhanger. But I couldn't figure out how the story could go on without being stale or without just Got being it. a typical, like, a typical yeah. spy show. Okay. Because they do... Um, I mean, like my brother said, like they really don't ever reuse plot points. It's not like, right. That's the thing. It has to become a soap or. Mm-hmm. And so I don't actually think it could have functioned any longer. Yeah, that's fair. Um, because every episode really is, um, told and like the side characters are so great. Like his sister uh-huh. and his, his, his brother-in-law are hysterical and like, yeah, I just love it. And I think. Our listeners might be interested in it if they haven't seen it or heard of it or, you know. Right. They somehow missed their um, their pop culture knowledge. And if you would like to watch it, I'm pretty sure it is streaming. I can confirm. It is currently streaming for free on Amazon Prime. Okay. So if if anybody wants to give it a, give it a watch and then DM us, we, I would be more than happy to talk <laughs> about Chuck with literally anybody. Oh, my gosh. So, it's great. They're all beautiful. There's romance. There's spy. There's <laughs> dumb jokes. What's not to like? Truly what's not to like. So Amazing. that is the pitch for Chuck. Well, it sounds great. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. This podcast is produced by myself, Sophie Orlich, with help from Jake Orlich. No relation. Maddie Line is my favorite co-host, and our lovely theme song is by Chandler Reeves. For news and updates, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at SingleBestScene or check out our website at SingleBestScene.com. 
If you've enjoyed this episode, and especially if you're one of our actual friends, make sure you're subscribed to the pod and drop us a five-star review. We deserve it. Autoplay next episode.